Hello Earthlings! Welcome back to Astronomy with Disha's Season 2, Episode 5. And as you all know, we all were actually talking about dark matter and dark energy and we have discussed its origin. All that we know about it, what that is, what all proofs do we have that it actually exists and many more. So today, it is again another yet episode on Dark Matter, Dark Energy. I call this Division 3 and there will be one more next month, Division 4 of Dark Matter and Dark Energy. Where I will be making it spice up a little more. So let's get going. So this is your host Disha and I present to you Dark Matter Dark Energy Division 3. Today I've been thinking about what to talk about because we have covered more or less every possible thing in when it comes to Dark Matter Dark Energy. So I have this book of mine that I you know uh, bought last month basically and it's called a little book about the big bang written by tony rothman i've been going through the book and i came across chapter i think chapter three of the book yeah no chapter four of the book that talks about the expanding universe if you don't have the book feel free to buy it you'll love it or not (laughs) so i have been reading the book and I think it's actually understandable, very understandable. It's uh, for the common crowd and uh, has a lot, a lot of information. Useful book. Yes. So for today and for next month, I have a spiced up plan. What I want to do is that I really wanted to read out chapter four, the expanding universe from a little book about the big bang by tony rothman in this book initially all that i've been talking about in big bang uh, and all you know dark matter dark energy everything is noted down so it's kind of a revision conclusion sort of thing along with that there are some more information that are given which are a bit contrasting to what i have been speaking about in my podcast channel so I'd like to highlight that for better understanding for my audience of my audience. So I wanted to divide chapter four in two parts. It's you know half should be done in this episode and half should be done in the episode that's going to come in next month where I'll be reading out every word of chapter four of this particular book, uh, which is a little book about the Big Bang. This is the third time I'm saying the name of the book. And I will be obviously uh, along with reading out, explaining every point and pointing out every important point. So that is uh, to make sure not an analysis. This is not an analysis of the book or a review of the book. This is just uh, letting you know you all understand what this uh, chapter is all about. 
the chapter the expanding universe is all about so what we can understand is that this chapter basically may contain things about big bang and your dark matter and dark energy and obviously universe because the expanding universe so let's get going before i begin with uh, reading this chapter i'd also like to mention that if you are a first time listener you must go and listen to the previous two episodes of my channel dark matter dark energy division 1 and dark matter dark energy division 2 to understand what is going on in this chapter also if you all have not been through my episode that goes universe expanding endless you should go through that to have a better understanding of this episode so let's begin the expanding universe today the idea that the universe is expanding is so well known that it is part of our popular culture but what does it mean when audience members come up to the podium after any talk on cosmology the first question is if all galaxies are moving away from us are we at the center of the universe and the second question is what is the universe expanding into to be honest sometimes this questions come in reverse order but while they are natural they show that the concept of an expanding universe is not which means the concept of an expanding universe is not reverse it certainly was not einstein when he published the general theory of relativity in 1916 there was no astronomical evidence that the universe was expanding and when in the same year he applied the theory to create the first modern model of the cosmos He assumed the universe must be static. Over the next decades, astronomers were pushed to the idea of an expanding universe by the realization that nebulae, clouds, often thought to reside within our galaxy, actually lay beyond the Milky Way. Moreover, they appeared to be receding from us. so that was the first point from where we got the idea that universe is not static it is receding from us not the universe in exact form is receding rather the components or you know the say stars or say you know different galaxies are receding from us from this is why you can use your frame of reference to understand have a have a you know better concept to understand this in a depth the acceptance of an expanding universe was clinched after 1929 when edwin hubble announced his famous law stating that the velocity of precession of a distant galaxy is directly proportional to its distance this is to be noted that edwin hubble said that uh, you know the velocity of precession of a distant galaxy is directly proportional to its distance 
easily you know shorten down it is that the velocity of rotation is directly proportional to distance for reasons that will hopefully become clear hubble's law implies that galaxies are receding not only from the milky way but from each other this is exactly what astronomers mean when they speak of the expansion of universe galaxies are moving farther apart from one another no discovery in cosmology has been more important and it lies at the foundation of the entire big bang theory surely if the universe were not expanding there could have been no big bang conceptually what hubble did was simple he merely plotted the velocities of a number of galaxies versus their distance despite his idea resembling the points in the figure below obviously you won't be able to see the figure i'll explain it to you hubble being either very brave or very foolhardy drew a straight line through them so what happened was hubble actually took this graph of velocity and you know velocity of a number of galaxies and their distances what he did was that he drew a straight line through that the question comes here is that why the straight line why he didn't think of drawing a line that is slightly something else but straight here we must confront what is i promise the most difficult piece of mathematics in this book the equation of a straight line the equation for hubble's line is v is equal to hd where v is the galaxy's velocity d is its distance and h is the slope of the graph the straight line implies that a galaxy's rotational velocity is directly proportional to its distance that what is hubble's law if galaxy beta so this is an example you can understand uh, the law in a better way with this example if galaxy beta is at twice the distance as galaxy alpha then beta is receding from us at twice alpha's velocity moreover the greater the slope age the faster galaxies at a given distance are receding this uh, all that i've read till yet is all self explanatory and i've been pointing out uh, things midway moving on h known as the hubble constant now guys uh, here we are actually coming across hubble constant and if you've been through the previous two episodes of mine especially dark matter dark energy diff 2 you already know what hubble constant is moving on h known as the hubble constant is easily the most famous number from cosmology and the careers of many cosmologists have been devoted to determining its exact value why is h so important knowing its precise value will not likely affect the outcome of elections 
but in a way we'll see shortly h measures how fast the universe is expanding which enters into virtually every cosmological process furthermore knowing h gives the age of the universe the time elapsed since big bang in theory to determine age is simple following hubble plot a galactic velocities versus their distances and read off the slope the phrase easier said than done was invented for this task so we can understand that tony rothman also has you know this sense of humor measuring another galaxy's velocity is comparatively straightforward if we employ the famous doppler shift again if you've been through dark matter dark energy diff 2 of mine you already know what doppler shift is red shift blue shift moving on light frequencies from a moving object are shifted towards the red if it's moving away from us and towards blue if it's moving towards us astronomers in the 1920s knew that most galaxies or nebulae were receding from us precisely because their light was red shifted so this is how actually cosmologists or astronomers understood that those galaxies are moving away from us the exact shift depends on the object's velocity but comparing a galaxy's observed spectrum the frequencies of light it emits with the known frequencies of light as measured in a laboratory one can easily compute its rotational velocity the distance is the steep climb we can't measure the distance to another galaxy with a tape measure or laser rate finder the distance to the nearest stars can be determined by triangulation and you know many there are many satellites like hipparcos and gaia uh, who actually extended this method to a billion stars of the milky way as mentioned in the book but to measure extragalactic distances has required great ingenuity and sweat on the part of astronomers the endeavor to establish the scale of the universe the cosmic distance ladder has probably been the major push of recent astronomy but even with precision modern measurements arguments over astronomical distances continue as long as there are uncertainties in distance measurement uncertainties will persist in almost every other astronomical quantity in particular in h the hubble'son value for h was about 7 times the modern number hence at the difficult difficulties involved looking again at the figure on page 49 of his take on page 49 but it is the same figure where hubble drew a straight line through the v and d graph it is not altogether clear that the indication indicated slope 
on the left best fits the graph so what happened is that uh, Tony Rothman actually put in two graphs in page 49 of this book but on the left side the graph that fit is fitting the data is Hubble who drew you know a straight line through VD graph and on the right hand side there is another yet another graph with like VD on both axes and there are two other dotted lines around your like just nearby your straight line that is like through the origin that is slightly something else but a straight line other possible slopes are shown on the right just what i say for that matter why draw a straight line in the first place You can better understand the implications of Hubble's law by experimentally verifying it in your kitchen. Now, I would request everyone to try out what I'm going to read next. Take a wide rubber band and mark on it a series of galaxies in form of equally spaced dots. Label them A, B, C, D and so on. Stretch the rubber band until the dots are farther apart. A, B, C, if that makes sense. Like, you know, A, B, C, D went on to A, B, like this, <laughs> the distance between A, B has increased. So, uh, okay, better understanding. A dot B dot C dot D dot E was the thing. Now it is a dot 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 b dot 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 c dot 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 d dot 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 e. So one dot has you know uh, increased into dot 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 four dots. So like you know the distance between them has increased. Pretend you are located on galaxy A. If the rubber band is stretching uniformly and B moves one centimeter from A. Then C has moved 1 cm from B and hence 2 cm from A. Since all this happens over the time you have been stretching the band, C must be receding from A twice as fast as from B. This is Hubble's law. The key is that the band must stretch uniformly at the same rate everywhere. Any universe that expands uniformly will exhibit a Hubble law. I said above that H represents the expansion rate of the universe. Precisely, H is the fractional rate of expansion of the universe. In other words, H represents the percentage increase in the distance to any galaxy per unit time. For example, you see is initially at 5 cm from A and it moves 1 cm in 1 second. Then it has changed 1 fifth of its distance per second and H is 1 fifth per second. 
so what he actually means is that h is equal to del d by d whole divided by del t that is the fractional change in distance per unit time most importantly on the rubber band universe so like on the rubber band universe no particular galaxy is any more central than another if you were located on c then a would appear to be receding twice as fast from you as b the picture becomes even clearer if you imagine pasting galaxies onto the surface of a balloon as you blow up the balloon every galaxy moves away from every other galaxy and all galaxies recede from their neighbors at the same rate try out the balloon one it's better than the rubber band this is precisely what cosmologists mean when they speak of the universe's expansion so here is the answer to the first after lecture question are we at the center of the universe no i hope that till here you've had no problem understanding that we are not at the center of the universe moving on you might well object that a balloon has a center in its interior here is where the balloon analogy breaks down a balloon is a two dimensional surface in our three dimensional space and an ant on the surface can glance up to its surrounding room the universe which we live has three spatial dimensions and there is no surrounding room to look into the real universe is a four dimensional space time not surrounded by anything else okay here comes a problem he says that the real universe is a four dimensional space time not surrounded by anything if you have heard my episode which was universe expanding endless then you already know that i object i believe that the universe must have something it is expanding into otherwise how did big bang occur and how is universe expanding because if we define expand expand means to make larger large than what it already was that is when we have a boundary to it if it has a boundary there must be something outside the boundary and hence something outside the universe and with our current technology we are stuck with the observable universe we don't even know we have zero idea about what's outside the universe being an author without stating any proof of what his statement says he just stated that not surrounded by anything else we can't just say that we need to have a solid proof to be able to say that moving on and i really recommend you to go listen to universe expanding endless because you know the idea is really mesmerizing um also you can try out listening to uh 
that's that's actually the mysterious march ep- episode that i've done uh, sorry mysterious may episode that i've done really sorry uh the idea is that all about universe having a boundary and what's outside the universe whose answer will be given to you during december's episode anyway moving on the universe is growing larger in the sense that galaxies are moving farther apart but it is not expanding into anything again tony rothman states it is not expanding into anything without a proof that his statements are correct he must have you know said that i think it's not expanding into anything rather than it's not expanding into anything that's a straight away statement and if you are saying that being you know people who are buying your book this is expected that you will be having a proper reason for your statement a proper proof along with that because even when i i have stated that the universe probably has a boundary there must be something else in the universe i've always said that because of this i think that maybe this is the case because of that is what is supporting my idea you always have to have a supporting background when you are putting forward any statement but here i don't find any proof to this particular statement moving on this is the answer to the second after lecture question of course all this is terrifically difficult to visualize in trying to imagine an expanding universe people often picture in their minds i an expanding rubber ship with an age once we put an age on it we are assuming an exterior which does not exist again he says which does not exist once we put on an age we can look at a center which also does not exist again stating that does not exist better is to imagine a shit without an age stretching infinitely far into the distance galaxies marked on the shit just keep getting farther apart from each other clearing out that i am not actually arguing over what tony rothman has written but what i am just mentioning is that we are unable to go beyond our observable universe we don't know what's beyond our observable universe in that case we have no idea about what's beyond the universe if there is anything at all beyond the universe or if there is not right now all we can do is assume with all the information that is present with us with all the ideologies that we have we may have differences we may have different thoughts which is very normal because the you know different thoughts actually gives rise to the development of the theory and i really hope that the theory will be developed but what i want is when someone is putting forward their own 
believe their own understanding because it is not proved we don't have a proof that there is nothing beyond the universe that the universe has no center that the universe has no boundary there is nothing yet that we could have like uh, used as a proof when in that case i am mentioning that i believe the universe is endless i must include i believe quote unquote and i must not say the universe is endless because we cannot surely say that but i expected that or expect rather that anyone who is putting forward their idea including me you anyone should include the fact that that is our own individual thought and not something that is already proven because it's not this is what i wanted to read till for this episode for the next episode we'll be continuing with the same chapter of the same book and we'll finish off with this chapter 4 of tony rothman's a little book about the big bang This podcast is brought to you by Disha. Keep an eye for upcoming episodes. Thank you.